0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock on this audio only pod talking a little cards, L.A. Ram football and uh, Bo Brock. A lot of interesting storylines ahead of this key first divisional game of twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the biggest ones for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, it was health. Who was available? Who was not available? Week one, week two, they get a little bit healthier. But now this this team really seems to be trending in the right department or right direction in the health department. You've got uh, most of the guys on the practice field outside of Rondell Moore. Some uh, something caught, kept Trey McBride off the the practice field today, but for the most part, anybody who's going to be a key contributor to this team is available for the Cardinals going up against a tough division opponent.
0: And one of those players that we thought before the season would help to be a equalizer of sorts against the LA Rams would be the former eighth overall pick, Isaiah Simmons, who, I mean, it's out there now, Brock. He was benched for the first half for most of the game last week following, mm-hmm. I guess, if you read between the lines of poor, for, poor performance in week one, but then you hear comments from Cliff Kingsbury earlier in the week, like, is he a hundred percent locked in? They want him to study more. I mean, how, how do you assess this situation? You had an opportunity to chat with Vance Joseph today.
1: Yeah, we we talked to VJ today. He held uh, held court with the media and he was answering questions. Obviously, a little bit better situation than after Week One, where his, his defense just couldn't stop a nosebleed. And then after how they looked in the second half, VJ was you no, know, he wasn't as he still was pretty tight-lipped as far as the decisions, especially. Personnel wise, um, he he really said something puzzling in regards to Isaiah Simmons. There was a question today about you know why Isaiah Simmons saw such a limited amount of spa- snaps in the first half, and this was Vance Joseph's response.
2: No, it was it was strictly game plan. Again, again, my my biggest challenge is to get the right people out there versus the right people. You know, and that's that's going to be our challenge each week. But he played his butt off. He had a great week of practice after the Chiefs game. He was, he was intentional in practice, he had great meetings, and he he played his butt off. Outside of the two plays he made at the end, he played really well in that game. You know, Waller's a big-time target, and he held him down on third downs for us. But the two plays he made at the end of the game, no one could make him on our team but him. He came out of the A-gap to make a tackle on Renfro, a 35-yard sprint. And the second time, the same play he made, he knocks the ball out. So, you know, I told him this, I said, listen, it's not about how many plays you play. It's about how you play when you play, right? You can play 40 snaps and play, you know, 30 dominant snaps. That helps us win, you know? So week to week, it's going to be packages to to, uh, to help us play great defense, you know, until we get our guys back. It's so tough right now to kind of each week figure out who's playing where versus their, their people, you know, until we get Ham back and those guys going and get Trayvon going a little bit. So right now, that's my biggest challenge weekly.
1: That's got to be so frustrating to hear As an that's Arizona one of the Carter worst fan.
0: quotes I've ever
1: heard from Vance Joseph, and I love Vance Joseph. But what the hell was that? <laughs> it, it was. Uh, it was. It wasn't the truth. It wasn't what you know. I think the organization truly feels uh, about Isaiah Simmons, and it wasn't the truth of why he wasn't out there to start the game. It was, it was a benching. I mean, they benched him for poor performance. They wanted to send a the message. They feel like it's it was message sent and received for Isaiah Simmons, and I would expect him to be out there. But don't don't try to – like, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. I mean, as far as what went down and, you know, he can make a, an impact and minimal snaps, and it doesn't matter how how often you're out there. I mean, this was a guy that was saying – you know, a week and a half ago that the reason they put the greed dot on his helmet is because he was going to be on the field the whole time. So now you're going to just – you're playing the matchups with the guy that you originally anticipated to have the greed dot. It's just – it's, it's got to be the ultimate uh, frustration as a Cardinals fan and, and what they've been pounding the table for. I mean, sure, yeah, he made some big plays when he was given the opportunity, but why is he not given the opportunity to really just – to stand your ground, to, to draw a line in the sand and show – you're a boss and he's gonna be your subordinate. He's gonna to listen to what you have to say because he didn't play well the previous weeks. Like Cardinals should their their main focus should be winning football games. And I think Isaiah Simmons, even the Cardinals will admit to you, like he he's a he's their best option. So why isn't he out there? I can't believe Vance Joseph said until we get some of
0: our guys back, it's hard. <laughs> and then he listed Antonio Hamilton, a journeyman corner approaching the age of what, 29, 30? That's the missing ingredient. And I get it. Week one, like you were down a bunch of corners. That's on Steve Kahn for not being prepared. But shit, like that should not affect Isaiah Simmons and Isaiah Simmons' role in his third year. That, that shouldn't matter. And if you're Vance Joseph and you're putting Isaiah in a, Simmons in a position not to be successful because he's playing slot corner, guess what, Vance? That's on you. Like we've talked about it at Nauseam, Bo. Have a glaring need at corner while also playing your best linebacker at his best position, which we all feel like right now is in, you know, the front seven, not out in the secondary trying to cover Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> it just baffles the mind. I, I That is, that's how you know, like, and I don't want to come on here, Bo, because you, you do a great job. You go to practice every day. You get quotes. But man, with this regime in particular, I know Aaron's used to, Fuck around and say, oh, I I lie good, I lie pretty good, don't I? But like most of the time, you got the truth from Bruce Arians, like mm-hmm. Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury lately. You just can't trust what they say. You have to decipher it. You have to decipher every single individual comment. I think Vance Joseph to me, like he had a great game plan in the second half. He made adjustments. I've I've never said he's not a creative defensive coordinator, but man, like uh, I I asked you today if you thought there'd be any chance of him being traded, that being Isaiah Simmons. And you said, well, if they're not going to trade Andy Isabella, they're sure as hell not going to trade Isaiah Simmons. And if I'm uh, deep down, if I'm Vance Joseph, like, I know that my job security, like, yeah, I have to win games and I have to play good defense, but like they're they're going to keep Isaiah Simmons around longer than me. Like Isaiah Simmons has more clout right now, in my opinion, with this organization than Vance Joseph does, who's likely year to year. I mean, Simmons, you know, we're going to find out if they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. That's way down the line, but like – I don't know. I, I would be making it a priority, as you said, to get him on the field and comfortable. You've had 36 months to do that since you met with him at the Combine. And now we fast forward and it's like, if not now, when? That's that's such a demoralizing quote. I like I would play it again, but I don't even want to stomach it because it's like <laughs> he's the eighth overall pick. He, you can't say, well, it just depends on the matchup. Then that, that means either – you're not putting him in the best position to be successful or you've missed as a pick. If Vance Joseph could shoot it straight at a bar you know, after hours, he would probably say, yeah, he's just not a good fit for my defense. But here's the problem with that. The perception with, I would say, 90% of Cardinal fans, Bo, we take the pulse on Twitter, feel like Isaiah Simmons would go somewhere else for a different defensive coach and succeed. Is that, is that your opinion? Do you feel like at the end of the day he is being misused by this organization?
1: Yes. I mean, when you say it's strictly packages, then, I mean, you're telling me that he can't go out there and just play stand-up linebacker like Nick Vigil and play at a better level. Like, I understand that you don't want him out there covering wide receivers any longer. It's like, yeah, we everybody learned that lesson week one, but to say that it's a package, like if you've got Jace Whitaker out there playing slot corner, then why don't you just put Isaiah Simmons at the linebacker role? It it makes your defense stronger. I mean, just to pure athleticism, um, and you see him out there making plays against his former Clemson teammate. Like, do you, I mean, the, the play he mentioned, I saw on film last night, and it is it is an incredible play where he he just he was looked like he was going to rush the passer from the inside linebacker position, and then jetted all the way out to the sideline and just hit the shit out of out of uh, out of uh, Hunter Renfro. This was just yeah. like two plays previous to the actual fumble that that was the game winner. So it does it's they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. It's not a good look. I think they're they're caught in a lie right now and it's 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 just adding to the mounting frustration. But you know, as far as your question, you know, if you think that the skill set that Andy Isabella presents and you look around the league and you're like, man, I'm scared if somebody can harness that skill set and what he could do, think about what that is. I mean it's it's on steroids with Isaiah Simmons. if if somebody can put him in the right position and there are teams, that have se- hybrid players already that don't have the skills that Isaiah Simmons has, that he would, he would, you know, he could go to Carolina and, and thrive, you know, play the Shaq Thompson role, or he could go to Baltimore. And I'm sure they could figure out a place for him to play new England would absolutely be able to figure out how to utilize a guy like Isaiah Simmons. It's just Vance Joseph is riding the line between saying he's got a personnel issue. The biggest thing, each and every week is figuring out what to do and how to utilize his personnel and then trying to send a message at the same time. It's like, you don't have the luxury right now to do both. Just play your best players. We saw what that looks like. It's winning football. Uh,
0: I think we're going to see a situation with Isaiah Simmons where very similar to DJ Humphreys with Steve Keim, where he picks up his fifth year option kind of on a hope and a prayer. Uh, wanting it to work out because of where he was drafted, and it worked out with DJ Humphreys. Uh, and then you could look back and say it didn't work out, not picking up Hassan Reddick's fifth-year option. So if I and linebackers, inside linebackers, you know that that franchise tag is not going to be a or that um, fifth-year option is not going to be a huge premium. So I don't know. It's just it's bizarre. I'm not I'm not here for it every day. Uh, but it feels like, and I put this on Twitter, but like until this is resolved. Everybody in the media, yourself included, you have to ask about it because it's mm-hmm. a problem. It's a problem yeah. when this 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 is supposed to be your cornerstone player defensively, not just he's a first round pick. You know, it's a compliment. No, he's a cornerstone captain of your defense. He won the Buckus Award. You you know, he was the best defensive player in college football. And you, you bring him here and he he can't make an impact. I mean, you think about how effective he was coming off the edge at Clemson and how a lot of people just thought at the very worst you can stick. And this was pre-draft. You can stick Isaiah Simmons at edge rusher outside linebacker. He'll get you double digit sacks every year. That was like the floor. That was what everybody said. I, I don't even, I can't remember four sacks of his three sacks of his at the NFL. He probably has it. I haven't looked it up, but just, they just don't come to mind. And uh, that's, wait. that's on Vance Joseph, in my opinion.
1: I agree. I completely agree with that. It's uh they're they're really just they're they're messing this one up. They're screwing this one up. And if Steve Kime, if if he feels snake bitten from the Son Reddick thing and does pick it up, you know, good. But you know, is, what's going to be a fifth year if they're going to continue to to mess up how to how like th- that's going to be a big storyline to follow throughout the the rest of the season. Is are they going to play him enough and are they going to put him in the right spots to be successful and develop correctly? Because right now, I mean, if he's playing. 90% of snaps like you did week 1 and then 15 snaps next week like that's not going to do anything for anybody and you'll, uh, never,
0: I'm, you'll never convince me that wasn't because of his performance in week 1 oh yeah and, i wholeheartedly agree
1: i mean that was a that was a benching and i think they made the decision I, I don't know if it was just just insubordination or if it was just such poor play or what the reason was to just move forward with it but then to just to really realize like Hey, he needs to be on the field in the second half. I mean, 15 snaps is the, the Raiders are basically three and out for the most part on three of their four drives. Did he
0: play most of the second half? Yeah, I know he, he did. played all of over. Okay, so what? Yeah, so he got benched the first half. I, I don't remember him playing in the third and fourth quarter because the, they had no. He was playing. He was pretty play. much playing
1: two downs uh, at least each series that they were three and out. And you know, Vance Joseph was kind of a, a maestro as far as. What, how was mixing up the defensive looks and he was rushing Zavin and he was rushing Isaiah and he was, he was really giving Derek Carr and that, that Raiders offensive line fits. And, um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume it's a very polarizing topic to the fan base. Yes. And the media. And I think that if, within the organization, it's this week, this week leading up to the Raiders game was it. Like I think they've 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 ironed it out, and I'd be shocked if he's not playing a significant amount, the majority of the defensive snaps next week. You texted week me to,
0: today that it's it's trying the the team is trying to downplay everything, like they don't feel like it's a big deal, but I don't know, and I'm not saying you feel that way. It's the team that's trying to convey that, mm-hmm. and you cannot spin that to the fan base when they have to watch Nick Vigil get pancaked. It'd be one thing if Jordan <laughs> Hicks was still here and playing well, and you're just like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, you had Devondre Campbell and Jordan Hicks his first year. I mean, like, Zayvon Collins is playing, but there's two spots at that position. Fans do not want to see Zeke Turner, Tanner Vallejo, Nick Vigil get any significant defensive snaps. Like, you can pepper them in here or there and sub-package. Like, your starting defense, if it does not include Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. then then we've got big problems right now. Hopefully you've got good problems. The best possible problems to have on DraftKings. Money problems. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. I had a couple parlays cash big over the weekend with DraftKings. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays right now for each and every leg you add You can boost your winnings up to 100% with even bigger payouts than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else, Bo? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on these stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So this is not something that expires. You can do it all season, and it's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details.
1: Also, have an incredible event going on on Saturday. Herm is out. Ding dong. Herm is gone. ASU <laughs> has a new head coach and come out to the Four Peaks to tailgate with the PHNX Sun Devils crew. Saturday, we'll be uh, cheering the team on and $50. This is incredible what $50 gets you. It sounds a little steep to begin with, but listen to what you get. You get access to the buffet, and the buffet is absolutely loaded. Chicken wings, nachos, pizza, barbecue grilled chicken sandwich, pulled pork barbecue sandwich. And for dessert, the pumpkin porter cheesecake is next level with donut holes. Plus, you'll get two four peaks beers. You get a free ride to the stadium, plus a PHNX Sun Devils guys will be playing Cornhole, Jenga, and Connect 4. Those guys all suck at the game, those games. So you'll be able to roll those guys, get some dubs under your belt. And go watch a dub for yourself as the Sun Devils take the field for the first time without Herm Edwards. First 15 people that sign up will receive a ticket to the game and a PHNX membership. Next 15 people that sign up will receive a PHNX membership. It's $150 value for just $50. Check the link in the show notes here on the podcast that you're listening to. Four Peaks, you're enjoying that delicious nectar that is their brewed beer. 21 years or older. That's the age. That's the minimum. 21. Enjoy it responsibly.
0: Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings and Bo Brock. Let's just turn to a little bit more of a positive note here. Isaiah Simmons hopefully plays this weekend. Who is going to play defensively a lot of snaps? The Cardinals default cornerback one, that being Byron Murphy. And um, I would say this is the tallest task going back-to-back from Devontae Adams last week to Cooper Cup this week. Back-to-back, all-pro receivers, doesn't seem fair, but then again, you want to make the big bucks the number one cornerback coin, you need to play well. And I'm going to tell you what, the local product for the Cardinals is playing his, his best football to date, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, we, we heard from VJ and said that he knew he was capable of covering one of the top wide receivers in the league. And when he was healthy to start last year, he had an incredible start to the 2021 season. And and he's healthy now, and he likes what he's seen from Murph. And then we heard from Buda Baker, and he was talking about how Byron Murphy embraces the challenge week in and week out. And then we talked to Byron Murphy himself, you know, of course, about the 59-yard scoop and score, but mostly about taking on the top receiver assignment each and every week. And that's what he had to say. Oh,
0: definitely. I want to shout out the best receiver every single week. That's just me. Uh, Yeah, come in and go compete against the best every single Sunday.
1: I mean, it's it's pretty short and sweet, but you, you love to hear from the competitiveness. Uh, from a guy that uh, is in a contract year, and a guy that by default, as you mentioned, Johnny, is, is the CB1, but for him to kind of show up and show out like he did against Devontae Adams, it, it's it's that was huge for them. Um, it, I, I would expect it's not just going to be, sure, he'll probably follow Cooper Cup like he did Tay Adams, but at the same time, He's going to have some help. He wasn't on his own on last Sunday. He's not going to be on his own this Sunday. Expect, you know, different looks, bracket coverages, uh, you know, help from safeties and linebackers and other corners, I would expect Byron Murphy. But you, you like that he's playing at a high level uh, regardless. But it, it's not, it's not going to ever be with receivers the caliber of Adams or Cooper Cup uh, a solo job. Yeah, and I, I think the, the biggest ask is just to not let Cooper Cup
0: take over the game. And 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 we're in good shape, right? You can he can get his. I think you mentioned the stat on PHNX Cardinals live earlier this week that in almost every matchup as a as a member of the LA Rams with Matthew Stafford as his quarterback, he's gone over 90 yards. So and and they've lost during during that stretch. So to me, it's about when does he get his yardage? Can the Cardinals force a couple of turnovers with Byron Murphy playing cornerback? He led the team in interceptions last year. Shit, like you can give up. 80 to 100 yards against Cooper Cup if you're intercepting Matthew Stafford, if you're uh, you know a turnover machine, if you're picking up fumbles and returning them for touchdowns and overtime. so And that's what the Cardinals' defense is, is built off of. They want to be able to be an opportunistic group. They want to be able to f- force those turnovers and get the ball back to Kyler Murray. But just in the case of Byron Murphy, you know I, I'm as guilty as ever. And you know, I'm sure we'll talk about Zach Allen later in the show, but – uh, patience is key with a lot of these draft picks. It pisses all of us off to no end. It piss, pisses Bo off. It pisses me off. The Cardinals are seemingly one of the only teams in the NFL that doesn't play rookies. And I remember Byron Murphy, his rookie year, barely playing. And then his second year, if you remember, under Vance Joseph, played less snaps, Bo Brock, than he, he did his first year. And then last year, he took a step forward. Injury derailed him a little bit. This is hopefully a breakout season. The Cardinals would love nothing more than to pay Byron Murphy CB1 money. Mostly because, I mean, you look at that position, that position group, Marco Wilson's going to make no money for the next couple of years. We'll see how he progresses. They have not invested a premium in this position in the draft. Trayvon Mullen's a free agent. You know, Byron Murphy needs to be the CB1 because the Cardinals don't have an alternative. They don't have a contingency plan. There's not a Trent McDuffie on the roster right now. Sure, they could draft one in the first round next April. But what is that gives me no confidence that that individual is even going to play year one or or play significant snaps? So I would be shocked if Byron left the Cardinals outside of just horrendous play. At very least, you could franchise him. The Cardinals want to have those kind of problems in the spring because Bo Brockett means that Byron and company have played well enough to earn that money.
1: Yeah, it's just one of those premium positions to where I feel like they're backing themselves into a corner as far as what their options are. Because there are teams, I mean, look at the wide receiver position, which has become kind of more of a premium position in free agency. Like, you know, the offensive line and cornerbacks is already one of them where teams will overpay for those positions to just get guys who are, you know, above average caliber players. And Byron Murphy is certainly one of those guys. He's proved that already. So, you know, I think maybe his representation is saying, Hey, we've made it this far. Now let's just roll the dice and just see what we're going to get on the open market and just get a bidding war going on because, you know, the Cardinals had their opportunity. They could have come and, and negotiated a new deal with you and, and extended you and kept you locked in in that foreseeable future, and they didn't do that, and that's going to be on them. Uh, it, it's, it's not a Chandler Jones situation or a Patrick Peterson situation to where these guys are over 30. I mean, you're going to get prime Byron Murphy if you lock him in. So, you know, it, it, they just have to figure out what the right number is for this guy and potentially – you know, we'll see what happens Sunday. I mean, Cooper Cup can make that number potentially go down. But, you know, if, if, if more, if he more or less looks like a, a CB1 in more of a, becomes more of a household name in the NFL ranks, it, that's not good news for the Cardinal. I mean, it's good news for this year's team, but for the future, like, like you said, I mean, Marco Wilson and who else is, is going to be part of this defensive secondary at the cornerback spot going forward? Because as you mentioned, Mullen, he's, he's a free agent to be too.
0: That's why we're so critical of this team. we got to find out what these known commodities are ahead of time or not. I mean, if a guy can play great, if he can't, you move off of him. But, I mean, the Cardinals have waited too long to play some of these young players and get them in a groove and develop them. It just takes too damn long with this franchise. But in the case of Byron Murphy, hopefully the best is yet to come. I want to tell everybody right now about one of our favorite New sponsors, Bo Brock. It's underdog fantasy, and I've dabbled in it each of the first two weekends of the NFL season, and it's fantastic. Their pick game, just look up your favorite or least favorite player stats, pick between two to five players for your pick entry, and whether you think they'll end up with a higher or get this lower total stat the, in that week's game, get all your picks right, and get this, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can search in the app store, click on the link in the show notes, sign up using, you guessed it, that promo code PHNX. And Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit up to $100. So if you put down $100, they're going to double it to $200. All you got to do, head on over, Underdog Fantasy, promo code PHNX, and get into the action today. Well, Bo Brock, um, I guess maybe it wasn't a dream. It was just maybe a nightmare Uh, The Cardinals' situation of pass rusher is stagnant, and Jason Pierre-Paul will not be coming (laughs) to the desert. Uh, He was signed by the Baltimore Ravens, who lost to pass rusher over the weekend. Listen, it was reported by John Gambadaro on on Arizona Sports, 98-7. The Cardinals had interest, but they never officially brought him in for a visit. Tack McKinley uh, was also somebody they had worked out in the offseason, had been on somebody's practice squad, and got signed by the L.A. Rams. I don't know if he'll be active this weekend, um, the Cardinals seem pretty dead set on running with what they have with their pass rush. Uh, one sack in two weeks, Bo Brock that comes from JJ Watt. Zach Allen's been fantastic. And I think they're going to get theirs from the interior, but that outside pass rusher spot leaves a lot to be desired. How many games before you're, you're waving the white flag with this current group. If you're Steve Kime and you're either bringing in a Sanders, a cam Thomas or an external player, like Are we like a game or two away from this team being inconsistent with their sack production or what?
1: The the team, I get the sense and I could be off here and and not confirmed. It's just kind of reading the tea leaves and what Vance Joseph told us today that they feel like they're not getting any sacks because opposing quarterbacks are getting rid of the football too quick. And that that's going to change when they get better coverage from their corners. Uh, he says that there's there's too many wide open receivers due to poor coverage and quarterbacks are able to get rid of the ball quicker. And if you look at the stats, you know uh, Patrick Mahomes was getting rid of the ball in two and a half seconds. And I would imagine Derek Carr was getting rid of the ball pretty quick. Zach Allen was frustrated about how quick he was getting the ball because he was getting home fairly quickly against Derek Carr and, and still couldn't get him on the turf for an official sack. So uh, the organization believes they're getting enough I guess pass rush from their guys and, and it's, they're blaming their, their lack of coverage skills on, on their inability to rack up sacks. So it's kind of, it's not good for those who think they should go out on the open market and pick up pass rush specialists at this it point. It sounds,
0: it sounds like they're ready to wait until Antonio Hamilton and yeah. Trayvon Mullen play. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I, I would like to call bullshit on that because I've always <laughs> kind of been taught, you know, pass rush dictates secondary play unless you have a proven commodity, Jalen Ramsey or somebody, Patrick Peterson in his prime. I, I don't know. Vance Joseph, I, I don't like to give him the benefit of the doubt often, but he, he's always able to produce sacks for this franchise, but they've always had Chandler Jones. And then the year they didn't, they had Hassan Reddick who did uh, a fairly nice job with what 12 and a half, 13 sacks that year. I don't know where that's coming from on the edge this year, like Marcus golden. I feel like we'll get into a groove eventually, but he right now he's playing, you know, return from injury. I missed all of camp. So it could be a month, you know, six weeks in. And then that other spot is just a black hole. Dennis Gardeck active, very nice player in coverage, but is not getting the edge pressure you want on third Mm -hmm. down, the money down. And, you know, I've talked about nauseam, how, how inefficient Devon canard has been rushing the passer. It's not worth repeating, but to me, it just, I, I think the Cardinals would be foolish to wait until the trade deadline, but something tells me that they're going to wait till the trade deadline and just reassess and say, okay, we're bottom third in the NFL in sacks. We're not trending up. Um, Vance won't play Maje Sanders, Cam Thomas. I need to go get a veteran and force the issue. Uh, and that's what happened last year. Like they lost Max Williams and the production production at tight end dropped. And they said, okay, I got to go get um, Zach Ertz. And then two years ago, no one was helping Chandler Jones. Um, or excuse me, no one was helping... Was it two years ago that Chandler was hurt? hmm And no one was helping Hassan Reddick, so they went and got Marcus Golden, right? And then yeah. three years ago, the whole running back group was hurt, so they had to go get Kenyon Drake. So, I don't know. I, I feel like enough inefficiency goes by because I I don't look at Zach Allen and J.J. Watt. like Their job is to disrupt, and you want them to get home. But mm-hmm. I... I put a hundred percent ownership on those outside pass rushers to produce. And you cannot cause Zach Allen, JJ Watt each have five sacks this year. It's probably a pretty good year, but you can't go over on the outside.
1: Right. I was just looking it up week two against the Cardinals. Derek Carr was getting rid of the ball quicker than Patrick Holmes, 2.4 seconds on his average drop back. He was getting back, getting rid of the football. Uh, that was second in the NFL last week, only behind oh Joe Burrow and, and Cooper rush. Sorry. It was third. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford is a guy who got rid of the ball at 2.65 seconds last week. And then you've got, uh, if you're looking for actual sacks to get racked up, your chance is going to get it, come against Baker Mayfield, who held on to the football close to three seconds. Uh, but, you know, I mean, so you just got to see, that that's the game plan right now against the Arizona Cardinals. Get the ball out quick. That was where Kirk Cousins and the Vikings were successful. Arizona Cardinals are going to have to do something schematically to combat that. You know, and and you've really got to see what you've got because right now fans are are not they're not happy with one sack in two games, and it's probably I mean I gotta imagine you'd be hard pressed to find a two week stretch where this under Vance Joseph that they've lack they've racked up less than th- this amount of sacks in two a two week span.
0: Yeah, and I know everybody wants to dog on Chandler Jones, and that's in vogue. And he wasn't great last year outside of game one, but what he did he commanded a lot of, of attention to get other guys home. Uh, and he had a lot of pressures. You go back to that San Francisco game against Trey Lance. Like he and J.J. Watt dominated that game. So I, I do think his efforts and his presence is lost more than just did he have a sack this weekend? Did he force holding penalties right on tackles? Did he help free up a sack for like a Buda Baker or somebody like that? One of the inside backers, Jordan Hicks. The Cardinals don't have any of that right now. And here's here's another problem that I that I think. Like just needs to be identified is that they went this entire off season without really addressing the position, and so they have confidence in what they have. But then they cut Devon Kennard twice, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. And so I, you have an opportunity now if you're, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime the quarterbacks in your div, your own division cannot move. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, say what you want about Trey Lance, he at least was mobile. Right, he ran around when the Cardinals played him last year. J- Jimmy Garoppolo can't move, and when he does, he gets hurt. Matthew Stafford did, cannot move. Right, Geno Smith, Drew Lock are statues in the pocket. You get Mac Jones later this year. You just mentioned Kirk Cousins, right? Russell Wilson really can't move at this point in his career. Outside of Jalen Hurts, we had Baker Mayfield in two weeks. Outside of Jalen Hurts, I, there's not a a threat on the schedule. And I looked at it before the show today that's going to run around and beat you and expose your you know your lack of path, pass rush and can make people miss like a kyler. So you need to load up on pass rushers because that's that's when your defense can eat that's when this team can be successful. You need to take advantage of your immobility at quarterback from your division rivals. If you allow them it go back, it's like kyler's rookie year. Remember that game in San Francisco against Jimmy Garoppolo when kyler had a miraculous comeback but they still they couldn't stop Jimmy because their yeah. pass rush sucked, because their defense was terrible. Al Chandler was there, but everybody else was replaceable. The defensive line—I mean, it's just not a good group defensively, and nobody could cover anybody. And you know they're starting a bunch of rookies. I don't want a repeat of that. I don't want a repeat of what Stafford did in the playoff game. You got to get after people. Whether it's loading up on more de- if there's if the quality is not there, Bowen free agency now or in the trade market to get an edge rusher. Go and get a disruptive five technique and rotate them with Allen and Watt and Richard Lawrence. But I I think it's a huge mistake by the Cardinals to sit on your hands when the quarterbacks on your schedule, for the most part, ninety percent, cannot move. So
1: take advantage. I, I don't know who would have been available. You know, I mean, obviously there's there was a lot of guys like uh, Melvin Ingram and Zadarius Smith was available. Zadarius Smith, sure. What what has he done so far with the Vikings?
0: He had, a, he had a couple sacks in week he one. had a couple sacks, okay. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's just, as far as who's available and what you're willing to invest in the position, Um. It, it's it's big for the Arizona All right, Cardinals. hang on, hang and- on.
0: I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you. I got top 10 free agent pass rushers from March uh, for a uh, head of free agency. Who was number okay. one? Chandler Jones, okay, not an option. Von Miller, probably not an option at 32. Emmanuel Ogba, who went to Miami, 28, had 10 sacks last year. He was an option. Hassan Reddick, 11 sacks last year. He was an option. Jadeveon Clowney was available all offseason. They didn't touch him, nine sacks. He was an option. Harold Landry, he uh, signed a big contract extension. Justin Houston, didn't sign for very much to go to Baltimore. He had a sack last week. Charles Harris went to Detroit. He had eight sacks. He's 26. Randy Gregory. He, there was an opportunity, Den, Denver brought him in. And then number 10, coincidentally, Bo Brock was just signed, Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, the Cardinals conceivably could have signed, what, seven of those guys?
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. They, they could have given themselves a little, maybe a little bit better shot. I mean, what opposing offenses really want to do is get rid of the football quick against this week's secondary. They, they view that as... They can combat it, and they're not concerned that they're going to make an ill throw and it's going to get picked off right now by the who the Cardinals. They they they, they strike less fear in the secondary than they do with their pass rush. And getting back to my main point is like the organization believes that they have uh, the the horses to, to generate enough rush when when the opposing offense's game plan isn't get rid of the ball in less than two and a half sec seconds. I've got the Cardinals. Injury report for Thursday. We have some insight on why, uh, a little bit of insight of why Trey McBride was not on the practice field. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at uh, OGs. OGs did something completely different. They're changing the games. They just launched their brand new Sleep Edition Gummy, and they don't want you to sleep on it. At all. Yeah, you heard us right. OG's is now flavoring dreams. Two to one THC to CBN ratio gummy. CBN is the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And the Sleep Edition gummy is new with their aqua berry flavor. We highly recommend you check out OG's online at OG'sbrands.com and Instagram at OG's Brands. Find their products in your local dispensary. You got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the OG's. Also, I want to tell you about our friends over at Liquid Death. So, getting put to sleep with OGs and now you're murdering thirst with our friends over at Liquid Death. That's right. You got a thirst. You can murder it with these tall boy, just delicious, clear water. Just unbelievable as far as what you're looking for. Mountain spring water from the Alps and it's called Liquid Death. Why is it called liquid death? Because it will brutal, brutally murder your thirst. And infinitely, uh you got your recyclable tall boy cans that are helping bring death to plastic bottles. So you gotta, you're got murdering two birds with one with one uh, liquid death. They also donate 10% of their profits. Uh, every can sold to help kill plastic pollution uh, get free shipping on all water and merch at liquiddeath.com/phnx. That's liquiddeath.com/phnx and find out more about liquid death. You can get it at your Target Fries or Sprouts. Uh liquid death, murder your thirst. I'm into it. I'm also into Trey McBride. So
0: what's the latest, Bo Brock?
1: <laughs> all right, so the Cardinals released their uh injury report and he was actually out for personal reasons in practice. Not sure. Uh, we're going to have to follow up on that tomorrow, but it's no injury, no actual uh, injury. It just says personal reasons he was out. Uh, as far as other do not pra- did not practice, Rondell Moore, of course. Zeke Turner has not practiced the last two days with an ankle injury. J.J. Mm. But- Watt remains limited. James Conner was back out there in a limited capacity. But Trayvon Mullen has now practiced two full practices for the first time as an Arizona Cardinal continues to trend in the right direction as far as being available for the first time on game day.
0: Looks like the Cardinals are going to be as healthy as they've been this year. Uh, That's not the same thing for the LA Rams. Looking at that injury report, Brock Brian Allen, their starting center is I can't imagine he's going to play. He didn't practice all week. That means ex Cardinal journeyman Coleman Shelton is going to get the start at center. Went to UW 27 year old player. And uh, I, I like that matchup for the revitalized Cardinal defensive line that includes Watt and Zach Allen. That's where the Cardinals have to win. Havenstein's a nice player on the edge, but I mean, you can exploit this front five for the L.A. Rams. And very similar to what Derek Carr, Matthews um, and uh, Patrick Mahomes did, who would imagine it's going to be a game plan to try to get the ball out quickly And uh, efficiently, if you're Matthew Stafford, because this offensive line is not meant to hold up. So if there's a game for the Cardinals to explode with their, let's call it, underwhelming pass rush thus far, it feels like this is the game. Like Stafford can't move. He's thrown more picks than touchdowns this year. His offensive line is in shambles. Like, go to work, Vance. Go to work. Get, Get your horses there. Dial some shit up. Let's see Buda Baker get home. Let's send Zayvon Collins on a blitz. He did it in the preseason. Had a couple nice tackles for loss, but that is a very positive, positive injury report. Outside of, of course, it feels like we are probably two weeks away minimum from seeing Rondell Morgan. Does it not?
1: Yeah, no. That that definitely feels like. I mean, if the off chance he's ready after three weeks, that then not IRing him is the right move. Uh, you get eight IR returns and NI was it uh, NFI. List returns can total for a season. So uh, you got to save those. You got to save those in case you got a couple injuries at the end of the season. And they just felt, Hey, we're just going to roll the dice and we feel like we have good depth at wide receiver and it didn't end up burning them completely. Um, So yeah, I would, I would bet you're probably correct with that. Getting them back week four, just after week four and saw Antoine Wesley working out on the side today too. So I would expect him with the return designation to potentially come back for the Cardinals and be a part of this wide receiver core, um, which is exciting. I mean, it's it's just got to be exciting after the the slow start, injury wise, and who was available and who wasn't to to be able to get your guys uh, close to full strength, and then to look on the other sidelines, and that's not that's definitely not happening with with Los Angeles, and gives them a, a real chance and real big path to victory. I mean, they're going to need a big game from Allen Robinson. And with Van Jefferson potentially being out, I mean, Ben Skoranek is, is not, uh, you know, instilling fear in this defense whatsoever. So outside of Cooper Cup, I mean, I think the Arizona Cardinals defense should be pinning the ears back and and be excited about getting after Matthew Stafford on Sunday.
0: This is their best chance in recent memory to, to put a whooping on them at home. Because uh, even last year in the game that they should have won Monday Night Football, it was the Odell Beckham show, right? Well, he's not around right now. The Cardinals have an opportunity, a keen opportunity, not only to to go a one-up against the other Rams, but one up in the division and, and feel like you're in a really good place. And as far as Rondell Moore goes, it really does feel like, you know, if they win this weekend, they'll probably be playing with house money a little bit. You go to Carolina, I'm not looking ahead, but the Panthers are staring at 0-3 down this weekend if they lose. And I know the Cardinals have never beaten Matt Rule, but – you, you ought to be able, if this team's for real, to beat a bad Carolina team without Rondell Moore. And then you think about week five uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. You get Antoine Wesley back off of IR, presumably Rondell Moore. Uh, and, you, and you're literally off and running with this receiving core. So uh, I would expect the Cardinals to continue to be creative, continue to try to run the ball efficiently. We'll have more on this in our official L.A. Ram at Arizona Cardinal preview show with myself and Bo Brock, live tomorrow, PHNX Cardinals, Friday night in studio. Damian, Frank, they're off this weekend, but good news is Bo and I are on. We've got the GM Saul Bookman hanging out for our post-game show, Bo, on Sunday
1: afternoon, and you will be live at the stadium, will you not? I will. I'll be there uh, giving you all the insights from the post-game podium, the locker room, hopefully after a big dub. I'll say this one last thing, as far as if they can pull off a win... Against the Rams this early in the season, I mean, it, it doesn't it, it does wonders obviously for what you want to do within the division. But really, when you, what Arizona Cardinals fans were were really concerned about was this six week stretch without DeAndre Hopkins, and it gives you a, a real chance to go three and three, four and two without DeAndre Hopkins, and then get back to to a big play offense after week six because you, you've got. You've got the Rams this week. You've got Carolina, which which should be a win. As you said, you, you can't continue to lose to Matt Rule and that just horrible offense in Charlotte there for the Carolina Panthers. Philly, you know, that's going to be a tough game, but then you should beat Seattle the following week. I mean, if you can get the Rams, I mean, you can really kind of start to look at three, four wins before DeAndre comes back.
0: He didn't have to play hero ball, which is great. He can just seamlessly integrate himself in the offense. Can't stress this enough. When Bo was at training camp when I was there, Hopkins looks primed for a huge, huge second half for this Arizona Cardinal team. He gives his body extra chance to rest, fully recovered from that injury that derailed his season last year. Uh, And uh, I can't wait to see how number 10 looks. But in the meantime, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. We're back tomorrow, but until then, peace.